This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al and Brian. What's up, faithful? You're listening to another episode of the 49ers web zone. No Huddle Podcast, a part of the Odyssey Network. I am Brian Rennick, and I am thrilled to be joined by the host of Odyssey's The Stinkin' Truth Podcast, Stinky himself, Mark Schlereth. Mark, thanks for taking some time with us today. Oh, it's my pleasure, Brian. Good to be with you guys. Thank you. So as a, as a, a veteran of this uh, Super Bowl experience, um, one of the things, uh, one of the stories that came out just today, actually, uh, Adam Schefter was reporting that the 49ers are a little... Uh, perturbed, if you will, by their uh, practice facility uh, playing surface. When it comes to the Super Bowl and, and just being out of your element a little bit, mm-hmm. does that seem to affect the team a little bit more? Or do you think that they're a little bit too locked in for that to matter as much as as we may think as fans? Well, I think there's always, I mean, you like to have the convenience of, you know, of um, of the, the home facility. I, I think the, the way it used to be, and I think it's still this way, is that if you represent, you know, your conference and that is mm-hmm. the home of, of the same conference. So if you're an AFC team, you get to be at the AFC facility if the Super Bowl is in an AFC city. And so mm-hmm. um, I actually, you know what? Yeah, that's see my because I keep thinking back to my own experience when I, when I was uh-huh. in Washington, we we had the Minnesota Vikings facility. Then the two times I was went back to back with Denver, one was in San Diego. So we got the San Diego facility the next year. It was in Miami. So we got Miami's facility. So like those are great facilities and the, Mm -hmm. you know, and the grounds are the grounds crew is, you know, dialed in, everything is dialed in. So, 
I've never experienced the opposite of that. Um, but yeah, that could be a concern if you're, if your track is not well kept, if the, if the field isn't great, um, it affects the way you practice. So yeah, that's a legitimate concern. Yeah. It sounds like, uh, the, so the four are practicing at UNLV and they have field turf. So it sounds the NFL went in and put sod, just put laid sod on top of the field turf and, the 49ers have said it's a little too spongy for their liking and there's some seams. So that seems to be the, yeah. uh, the concern. And obviously, you know, the biggest concern being you're, you're not looking for injuries, you know, a week before the biggest game sure. in the world. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, for sure. But so, so this is obviously a rematch of uh, the 2020 Super Bowl, Super Bowl 54. Uh, but it really feels like uh, it's a little bit different this time around. Um, it feels like the 49ers are the team coming in with the really potent offense and a good to maybe very good defense. And the Chiefs are coming in with the very good defense and their offense just has not been as uh, explosive as, as we've seen in the past. Do you anticipate this being very similar to the game we saw in Super Bowl 54? Or do you think this is a completely different game entirely? Yeah, it's really interesting because you look at the Chiefs and, you know, all season long we're saying, what's wrong with the Chiefs? Offensively, they're not very good. They can't figure out, you know, the wide receiver position. It, there's, a, there's a disconnect in the passing game. Travis Kelsey's not having the production that he usually has. And I would say coming into this game, if you just look at the playoffs in general, um, Kansas City probably played their two best games back-to-back against Buffalo and against the Ravens. And – Frankly, San Francisco, I thought, played their worst two games that I have seen them play yeah. over the course of the year. I thought defensively, I thought the strength of their defense has always been their defensive front, the rotation of their defensive front. And I thought they got manhandled. I thought they got manhandled in the running game. Uh, I thought that they weren't very good when it comes to capturing the edge and defending the edge of their defense. I thought um, both uh, Detroit and Green Bay captured the edge, ran the ball on the edge, ran the ball inside, and – I think there's some liabilities in their back end. Like, I think they played as poorly as I've seen them play on the defensive back end and, and defense in general all season long. So, yeah, there's got to be some concerns, you know, there. And a team that was dominant all season long gets into the playoffs and obviously isn't playing their best football. I would say the one thing that I keep coming back to with San Francisco is, you know, the Brock Purdy conversation and the management of the game and Brock Purdy is, you know, a game manager and you hear the critics um, talk about it, but mm -hmm. that dude in my estimation took a team that struggled defensively, but took a team that is struggling on the offensive side of the ball as well and led them to victories doing something that I frankly didn't think San Francisco really could do or Brock Purdy uh, was mm -hmm. required to do. And that is beat you from a drop back game. And right. I think Brock Purdy was was as good um, as any quarterback I have watched in a critical moment in critical situations, both in Green Bay and against Detroit. When you know, frankly, it was nut cutting time, and and he basically hoisted the team, both throwing the football yeah. and running and scrambling. Um, he hoisted a team that's that has been struggling, uh, kind of on his back. You know, I always look at San Francisco being predicated on their ability to run the ball, their ability for Kyle Shanahan to call plays, get them in the best scenario and use that run game to set up their play action and to set up huge big time explosive plays where they dump a ball, you know, at six or eight yards to a, you know, shallow cross to Debo or to, 
Ayuk on a medium cross or or McCaffrey out of the backfield, and there's nobody around. You know, they've got they catch the ball with eight yards of space around them. Those guys are yeah tremendous run after the catch guys, and that hasn't been the case here in the playoffs. And I've just been so impressed, thoroughly impressed with Brock Purdy's ability to kind of raise the level of his game, if you will. Yeah, you know, and and. I know uh, Al and I, uh, my my co-host who wasn't able to join us uh, today, you know, one of the things that we talked about both in the Green Bay game and the Detroit game was the game plan that Kyle Shanahan had coming in. You know, against that Green Bay team, you know, their their weakness was defending the run. And Shanahan came out with a very pass-heavy game plan, even in the rain. And then when it came to the Detroit game, uh, Detroit's defense does one thing and one thing well, and that's defend the run. And he came out with a very run-heavy game plan and didn't really seem to, in the first half at least, look to attack where Detroit is weakest, which is on the outside and, and, and defending the pass. Do you feel like that was something that you, that you saw as well? And, and in turn, one of the things I, I know personally, I wanted the Chiefs when it came to the Super Bowl opponent for the 49ers if they made it. And it was because the biggest weakest weakness the Chiefs have on defense is defending the run. And the 49ers have Christian McCaffrey and, and Kyle Shanahan and, mm. and the run game wizard. Um, do you anticipate this game plan for, for the 49ers to be very run heavy in, in the Super Bowl? Or or do you think we're going to see something more similar to what we saw against Green Bay and Detroit? Yeah, I for me, I always think about what is your identity and, and what do you do well? And I'm a big believer, you know, it's the it's the uh global gym mentality. I'm better than you and I know it. Um, <laughs> I love it. If I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose doing what I do. And, you know, sometimes coaches and, you know, when I played here in Denver, we got beat by a Jacksonville team in a divisional round in which we were the number one seed went 13 and three on the season. We were a, a way superior team, a much better team, but we got into a situation where, we were going to have this kind of quote unquote perfect game plan. And, you know, everything was, we're going to run the ball, but if they give us this look, we're checking out to this throw. And, and it all became kind of a check with the game plan. And I came home on a Wednesday after the initial install and we were having dinner as a family. And my wife was like, well, well, like what's wrong? Because she could tell something was eating at me. And I go, we're going to lose this game. She goes, what are you talking about? I go, like ultimately they can make us check out of every run based upon the look we get. I go, that's not who we are. And I, I just like, it just really concerns me. And ultimately, you know, Terrell Davis, who was carrying it 25, 30 times a game, every single game, I think he got 12 or 14 carries average over six yards a carry, but based on the game plan, they kept making us check out of what we wanted to do. And I look at both the Ravens and San Francisco in the last couple of weeks and say, do what you do. Do not get into it. Don't don't get or force yourself into a drop back game because that's not how you operate. And I get the tendency to say, hey, we're going to change up the look. Everybody knows what we run. We're going to, you know, change the way we approach the game. We're going to start off throwing the ball and then get into our run game once we loosen them up. And my thought process is always, I want to lean on what I do well. And I want to have that security. Like one of the things when I consult with teams, I always talk about, you know, your philosophical approach to the run game. And then also in critical situations to know what you are and who you are. 
And so, um, you know, I always look at third down and short and, and I always tell guys this, I go in third down and short, I knew there were three possible plays that were coming in the huddle. So my mindset was either we're going to run 18, 19 handoff, we're run 14, 15, a tight zone, or we're going to run QB sneak. And we were a conversion team. Meaning if we got in a second down and one situation, we weren't a shot team. We weren't going deep down the field and see if we get a 30-yard explosive. We were going to try to beat the snot out of you and make you have to get up off the ground and slow down your pass rush. And so we wanted to convert, and there was a method to the madness. And Mm -hmm. sometimes coaches get away from it. Sometimes coaches can outthink themselves and say, hey, man, I've got the perfect remedy and the game plan, this, that, and the other. And, you know, my advice to Kyle or anybody would be to be who you are. Um, That's the most important thing as a player for me. It's the most important thing. Let me do what I do. And, you know, and, and so I think those are things that coaches sometimes outthink themselves, especially when you've got time. Um, That's another thing, you know, and, and frankly, (laughs) Kyle, Kyle's had time. He had, you know, he had week 18 where they, they, you know, they play, but they didn't really play. Right. And right, then you have the right. bye week, and then you come into the Green Bay game, and you know you've done some side work on the potential of Detroit, the potential of the other two teams that you might face in a you know in a championship scenario. So I, I look at those things and say, hey man, um, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna falter, I'm gonna falter being me. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, and that was that was to me the weirdest thing about Baltimore's game plan in the in the AFC Championship game. Their running backs ran it six times, right? They were yeah. a running team, and they came out and and they were not themselves, and 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 they lost. And so, yeah. you know, I know that to me, that's my biggest concern is that again, Kyle outthinks himself. But um, looking at these two teams, if the 49ers stick to what they do best on offense, which is run the ball. Uh, do you anticipate that that's going to be enough to beat this Chiefs team? Or do you think they're going to have to mix in some explosives uh, because you think, you know, Kansas City is going to be able to score on this right. on the San Francisco defense? Yeah, I, I mean, obviously you have to run the ball. And running the ball is where they set up their explosives in their passing game. You know, if, if we were having a, you know, a, a frank one-on-one conversation with Kyle, uh, mm-hmm. I think he would tell you that we, we aren't the greatest – you know, static formation and beat you running routes. Like, right. I tell you that whether it's Kittle or Ayuk or even Debo, we're not the greatest route runners. What we do is we, those guys are unbelievable when, you know, you're faking a push crack and a, you know, it's kind of a slant go type of thing, or, mm-hmm. you know, off of their run game, they're unreal. Um, 
when it comes to, you know, catch and run after the ball. But a lot of that space is created not because you're great route runners, it's because of great scheme. And right. that's really where they get the majority of their explosives in, in those scenarios and those situations. So, um, yeah, I am, I'm a hundred percent with you. You gotta, you gotta lean into who you are. You know, it's interesting. Like I've done several Baltimore games for Fox over the years and like any coordinator I've ever talked to said the same thing is what we need to do is to make Lamar beat us in a drop back game because that's not his mm-hmm. strength. That's not what he does well. And I thought Baltimore did that to themselves. It was almost as right. though they were going to say, hey, we're going to out Mahomes Mahomes with our guy and prove to everybody that our guy, can right. well, that's not who he is. And so yeah. getting back to the, you know, getting back to your thought or the question is, mm-hmm. yeah, I think you have to run the ball. Yeah, I think you have to possess the, the football and eat up yardage and clock. One of the things that happened in that Green Bay game, and I believe this, you, the, the Niners had one possession in the first quarter. One. Right. Right. So yeah. what ends up happening, and I've been there, man. I've been there where you don't have the possessions, and all of a sudden you may be down, you know, you may be down only seven or ten, but it legit feels like you're down 30 because you start counting possessions. You go, hey man, we've had one in the first quarter. Right. That means if we get if the way they're running on offense, if we get two, we may only get three possessions in the first half. And you know, an average game is 12 possessions. So then you start going, Well, shoot, we're only gonna get eight or nine possessions in this game. So now, you know. I mean, we got to throw it on just about every down to get ourselves back in it. And it really started, you start looking at a 10 point, like I said, a 10 point lead, like a 30 point lead, like, and you lose your mind a little bit as a play caller. And I think, I think that happens all the time. So one of the things I know about Mahomes in Kansas city is you want those dudes on the bench as much as possible because they still have an ability to be dynamic. The other thing that makes them a little bit more challenging in my opinion is They've lost some of their dynamic nature on the outside, you know, as far as the passing mm-hmm. game is concerned. But as I, uh, Isaiah Pacheco has become a legit, um, like a legit threat running the football. And like, I just, I just want to put them in a situation where they have to compile plays, where they have to, you know, be chasing points, where they right. have to go, hey, man, we've been eliminated. You know, we're, our positions are only going to get down to nine or so. And so now we have to be the ones that get out of what we do. Um, and even then, you know, they've proven over the past that even if you do that, they can create a c- couple of turnovers defensively. They're really good on that side of the ball. And, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes can put a three-play, you know, a three-play minute and 12-second drive together and get right back in any game. Right. Uh, Mark, last question before I get you out of here. Um if the 49ers win the Super Bowl and Brock Purdy plays well, maybe doesn't win Super Bowl MVP, but plays well and the 49ers win, does that help shift the narrative uh, of Brock Purdy uh, in the media and, and, and with a lot of the, I, I like to say, with the haters? Or do you just think that this is something that, you know, is still going to be years before he gets his rightful due uh, in, in the media's eyes? Yeah, I, I think there will always be, you know, there will always be the system, you know, the, the quote unquote system thing, which I think is like, I think that's silly because I want my quarterback to be op- able to operate a system. Like I want him to right. be on time with the football. <laughs> I want him to be like, I want him to have great footwork and, and great understanding. When you talk, when you sit one-on-one with Brock, that dude from the neck up, man, he knows exactly where everybody on the football field is. 
Um, he's a competent player. And when I asked him, I, I asked him the question, I go, what, what do you think when you hear people say you're just a system quarterback, you're just a game manager. And he said, anybody who calls me a game manager either hasn't watched the film or doesn't know what they're looking at. And, it. and he was like, he bowed his back, man. He was bristled up about mm -hmm. it, you know, which I loved. Because I think he's, I think he's phenomenal. I, I think his ability to get through progressions quickly, get to the third or fourth guy in a progression in in a in a timely fashion under two seconds and deliver a strike is as good as it is, as good as there is in the NFL. Uh, I think he, I think that highly of him. So, um, but will it change? Like like will it change the media's perspective? No, because they don't know what they're looking at. And and most of the guys, even the guys that do what I do for a living, most of them don't really watch. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, they watch the highlights, but and they see the talent. There is no question they've amassed talent um, in San Francisco. Kittle's incredible, right? Debo's incredible. Yeah. Ayuk is great. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey, um, you know, is is phenomenal. So yes, they are that they are that gifted. But as long as he operates a system, you know, with that many gifted players, um, the media will never probably give him the credit that he deserves, and and that's okay. You know what? As long as sure. he continues to, to have that chip on his shoulder and I'm, you know, Mr. Irrelevant, seventh rounder, and people don't think I can play, um, that's good for the San Francisco 49ers as far as I'm concerned. I, I agree wholeheartedly. Mark Schlereth, thank you so much for your time. Again, if you haven't already, subscribe to the Stinking Truth podcast, a part of the Odyssey Network. And uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to the 49ers Web Zone, No Huddle podcast. Mark, enjoy Super Bowl week, and uh, thank you again for your time. You got it. Take care. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Nine zero three. One zero three. Twenty four hundred Sports is an Odyssey company. 